Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Welcome, Elle, to the Military Wife Life Podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Can you tell me how you guys met, how it's all been going? We're really new. So seven months we've been together. He lives in Townsville currently and I'm in Melbourne. So that makes it fun and interesting. So how did you guys end up meeting if you're in different states? I'm ex-army and we were at a wedding in November last year and he was the best man and I'm friends with the groom. We went through basic training together and yeah, that's how we met. At the time he was in Bandiana, but he was moving to Townsville in the December. So yeah, we just kept in contact and that and we started dating, I'd say, things got really serious, I'd say in the February. So yeah, that's how it all started. So how did you guys even like go on dates and stuff if you were just there for the wedding and then I guess both headed off in your directions? How did that all work? (laughs) We didn't date, I guess. Um, I don't know. We just kind of ended up speaking most nights and stuff through like Messenger and FaceTiming and whatnot. And then I went up there, I think it was the end of Deb and seen him and yeah things kind of got serious that way and been doing it like this ever since to be honest we've been together what seven months and we've probably seen each other if you're lucky to be six weeks out of that seven months so going into it obviously you have experienced defense yourself doesn't mean that you know what you're getting in for but going into it (laughs) you sort of know a little bit about army and postings and that it's a bit hectic and moving every few years so was that a consideration when you were going into the relationship as to whether you would continue with it? No, not really. I just thought, you know, like I really like this guy and if we're going to give it a shot, this is just, I guess, how it has to be. It has been extremely difficult as most of us would know at times. Yeah, like I just went, I'm just going to try it and see what happens and so far, so good. (laughs) I'm not going to say there hasn't been bumps in the road, but we both try really hard to make it work and, you know, obviously defence isn't the most lenient at times. He can't just come to Melbourne when he wants to and I've obviously got my job down here so you know I have to get time off work and that but yeah we kind of make it work and to be honest I kind of the moving scares me but I kind of like it at the same time because I get to go and see places in Australia that I probably like Townsville I would never go there and I've been there a few times now and to be honest I really like it. So you've started off long distance from the start so what is the plan with actually coming together and being in the one area I mean that's a big move to go from dating long distance to I guess if you want to be in the same location it's kind of like moving in together so what's the plan with that yeah that's scary so our idea is at the moment that in December Andrew gets posted to Richmond and the idea is that I will probably move there next year as he has to go overseas for a few months in December so yeah he'll move there and then he goes overseas so I'll stay put in Melbourne for now but once he comes back the idea is that I'll move to Richmond and take that I guess a little bit of a leap of faith and hope that it all works out and it's scary I think about it a lot and I go oh god am I doing the right thing but I guess if like we both want it to work and unfortunately he can't just go oh I'm going to move to Melbourne you know I've got to take that bit of leap of faith and just pray that it all works and go 
is fine. <laughs> and so how does that work with your work and moving to a totally different area? Have you sussed out work or what is your field of work and how is that going to play out? So I work in the equestrian industry. Um, at the moment, I'm a lead stable hand at a massive equestrian centre down in the southeastern suburbs. I've also worked with racehorses and done track work and all of that type of stuff. So I have quite a big field of knowledge of working with horses and in different types of the industry. Where Richmond is, is quite a horsey area from what I can work out from Google and all of that type of stuff. And I'm currently studying my instructor's certificate with Equestrian Australia. So that will give me a chance um, to teach anywhere in Australia. So I'm hoping that by moving to a horsey area that, um, you know, I can find work and go from there. If it works out and we end up moving somewhere else, I'm not sure. I'm just hoping like most places have a racetrack you can usually get work with racehorses somewhere but yeah it's a little bit like oh do I need to go and study something like what do I do because I guess at the end of the day I have to follow his career which is a little bit scary and maybe sometimes have to leave mine alone. Obviously yeah it's a huge leap for you it's I mean a big leap for him moving in with someone as well when you've only been long distance but less for him because he's going where his job needs to be and all that sort of stuff so how much is hinging on that first time living together as to whether you'll continue together because obviously you just mentioned you're thinking will I have to totally retrain in another area in order to be able to get work and to do that you have to be 100% in so what is sort of hanging on moving in together and are you scared to actually do it to see whether it's going to work are you wanting to kind of keep it like long distance because it's kind of working for now and like it's a huge leap to move in together and then if it doesn't work it's devastating yeah oh, that's a hard one <laughs> I guess like we've just got to do it like Andrew's very supportive he knows I'm very driven with the horses and unfortunately for him I come with horses as well I have my own pet horses who I compete but he's very supportive of that so you know like I guess we're both a bit scared about moving in together I did have surgery earlier this year on my hand and I ended up going and staying in Townsville for three and a half weeks and you know we kind of I guess got a little bit of a taste of what it was like to live with each other and of course you know it was probably a little bit fake at the same time as in that you know that little like love bubble you have at the start of a relationship and all of that but we found like we work quite well together we are very opposite too so that has its pros and cons but yeah like I guess I just have hope that you know Andrew can keep being that supportive person he is and I hopefully can be that supportive person to him and we just attempt to make it work it's just one of those things like I guess most military people are like I guess we're a bit different because we're interstate but you know one of you's got to take that leap and if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't and just yeah I guess have a bit of faith and so going into it you mentioned that you were ex-army and you've been out for six years how was it feeling going into a relationship with someone who was in the army because you were medically discharged can you tell us like how that came about and what you were feeling in regards to obviously medical discharge is not always the time that you actually want to get out like it's well I was only 17 when I joined so I came out at 21 um so I didn't get to exactly do my full four years or progress on how I wanted to you know like I had this big idea going in at 17 that you know this was going to be my job for life and I was going to you know go on a few deployments and have my own house paid off and hopefully retire by the time I was kind of 40 or like come out and just work a part-time job and live life to the fullest I guess obviously that all came crashing down I got a 
L4, L5 disc bulges that I had massive problems with and surgeons didn't want to operate because I was so young at the time. I think I was about 18 and a half at that time. They didn't want to operate. And then I also got popliteal and vein and artery entrapment in both legs and they didn't want to operate on that because of me being so young. They just wanted to see if it would like settle down or not. So I kind of had no choice and I was quite upset and I guess angry about being discharged from the army because I didn't get a choice about it. You know, there was no way of stopping it. I could see where the surgeons were coming from about my age, but I was like, at the same time, can't you just do it so I can do my job and off I go. But I don't know. And then, you know, meeting Andrew, it was kind of like, oh, okay, like army guy. Never thought I'd really date an army guy, but on the same token, you can have a little bit more compassion for his situation and having to go away and, and how it all sort of works because you were there and you kind of have seen it from the other side. Yeah, a little bit. I try to be understanding, <laughs> but I don't know, maybe it's the civvy in me now. I've lost that little bit of army and I get, you know, I frustrated, like I just want to see him and he has to go on a bloody course or another course. And you're like, ah, oh, like defense or, you know, or my job steps in the way and I can't get away from work and he's free that weekend. And it just gets so frustrating at times. Like, oh, you just want to pull your hair out, you know? And yeah. I think the other week I hadn't seen him for a few months and I was oh, having a bit of a bad week and I had a little bit of a cry and, you know, I just, I just wanted to see him, but you can't, I guess it's part of it, part of the journey. And I guess it's even more so because you can't see him even when he's home because you're in a different state. So it's not like you're not able to see him because he's away and you're waiting at home. You're waiting at home in another state. So you can't just come home from whatever exercise or deployment he's on and see you straight away. I think that's the frustrating part is that if you knew that he was coming home, say that weekend and you were like, okay, I get to see you for the weekend and then off you go again or whatever. But it's the fact that, yeah, we are so far apart and then there's life and work commitments in the way there too like I can't just stop my life here because at the end of the day I've still got my bills to pay I still have to keep my employer happy you know I can't be like oh I need this weekend off I need that weekend off every weekend when he's off you know like it's a frustrating game I think lately it's been harder as the longer our relationship is going on I've found it's become a little bit harder and I find it harder that when I see him that week after I find it hard like I feel quite lonely and you know like I try and keep myself busy but you know when you're sitting at home by yourself at night that's I guess when it really hits you it's almost like the countdown is like this exciting thing and the closer it gets the more anxious and I guess sad I would get because you're like okay well I get to see him for the next couple days but the countdown means I'm gonna have to start this again and start the countdown all over again yep (laughs) you hit the nail on the head there yeah so before you've even seen them you're like getting closer (laughs) to seeing them and you're like oh but in like three days that's gonna be over and we're gonna be doing the countdown again yep yep and then see you maybe in another two months and then you know now he's going to America for a few months it's like oh this is great like I'll probably see him for the week before Christmas and then he's off for a few months and it's like oh okay like by myself again and also when you're MWDU it's the not knowing as well especially when you're interstate not knowing when you're going to see them again like yeah frustrating and and then you can't (laughs) even organize like leave from your job or like cheap flights you can't go oh okay there's a $40 flight sale or whatever I'll book some flights like it's just all up in the air until sort of last minute most of the time and then it's like when I um had surgery on my hand and um I really like wanted him to come down for the weekend because you know when you're one-handed and trying to do things it's like near impossible sometimes and you know they wouldn't let him come down and it was like okay well nothing you can do about it but it just makes you frustrated and oh I was probably got a little bit teary about that and was like oh I never get to see you like I feel sorry for him sometimes (laughs) yeah so at any point have you thought this is too hard what are we doing
doing? Like, how are we going to be honest? It? I'd be a liar if I said that I hadn't. I've had my moments where I've gone, like, I've not said it directly to him, but I've had my moments where I've just gone, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Like, it, it's so hard. I, I just feel so lonely, like, you know, and I have a partner and I can never see him. And I try and keep myself busy. Like, I, I do work a lot to keep myself busy. Um, you know, keep myself really involved with my horses and, you know, going out with friends and that. But then you go out with your friends and they've all got their partners and you're like oh I'd really like it if my partner was here but uh, no <laughs> that can't happen so it is what it is I guess but yeah. you know like I guess I'd like I love him enough I want to make it work you know I have had my moments and I have said to him before like, I don't know if I can do this and you know he's so supportive he goes you know we're strong we can do this and have you heard about our lots of love care packages an anonymous and free box of self-care goodies that can totally make a military spouse's day it's a way for friends and family to send an acknowledgement in the mail to a military spouse to let them know they're awesome and the military wife life community has their back pop over to the military wife life website after you finish listening to this episode of course and sign someone up for the lots of love box I'm glad he's like that because I think I really need that in my life and it's good that he does that. Yeah, it sounds like you're both all in because if he wasn't all in and you were having those doubts, then, I mean, you probably would have broken up. Like if he's on the other end saying, mm. oh, well, if you can't do it, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and I guess, yeah, that's the great thing is he's not like that. You know, he's always like, we can do this. We're strong. And when he goes to America, he's like, he's away for my birthday and all that type of stuff. And I'm like, oh, you know, like we were meant to go to a concert together and now we can't do that because he he's not there and you know like he's like no we're going to be good you know like he's really strong even though he doesn't think he is which I guess is really good for us because I have my moments I guess we all do but you know it's just nice to know that he's there and he's 110% committed. How do you think it's going to go with you having your own horses and like taking them to different locations and how does that all work? Well I've said they're definitely not going to Darwin <laughs> so if he gets posted to Darwin won't be going there sorry to be honest I, I don't mind warm weather but I really struggle with hot weather <laughs> and humid. Horses are pretty versatile so I'm hoping my guys will be okay moving around Australia. I guess it's I have to wait and see what happens to them and he knows that they're pretty important to me and they're such a major part of my life and, and I've made that very clear to him. Um, so yeah like I'm happy to take them with me to Sydney. You know I was happy like if we go to Brisbane or something. Um, yeah I guess it just wait and see and how they go but then a racehorse trainer I used to ride for lives in Townsville now and I caught up with him and asked him about how his horses cope up there and he said that they do you know get used to the climate and stuff you just got to take them up there and see so you know I know the cats and the dog will be fine but the horses have to stand outside when it's bloody hot so <laughs> yeah yeah so what sort of preparation has to happen in regard to you guys moving in together have you got to do paperwork like have you got to go de facto like what's the process with that yeah so we still need to do de facto so that's we're probably going to do that once I move up to Sydney so we have found a house currently in Sydney um, because Andrew has to move soon because of going to America so we've found a house we still need to do all that paperwork side to get recognized which will be fun and then he'll move later this in the next couple of months he'll move down there and then next year yeah I'll have to pack up all my stuff and you know quit my job and move where does his family and your family live and like have you met them and what's uh, going on with that? So his dad is in Sydney and his mum is in Bathurst and so is his sister. 
and then his brother's in Canberra. So I've spoken to his dad and his brother on the phone, but I haven't met his mum or his sister. So I'm actually meeting them at Christmas time. So that's a bit scary. <laughs> yeah, we just haven't had time. He's met my family when he's come down here. That's to come. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so like meeting the family and moving in together in the in the same couple of months. That's a big, big couple of months. Scary. Yeah. Scary, scary. <laughs> so, even, so even scarier, have you guys, because obviously the, the pace at which defence relationships usually work because of postings and moving in together and all that sort of stuff. Have you guys spoken about the future in regards to getting married, kids, whether you guys want that, you're on the same page? Because obviously if you're going to pick up your life and move to someone, you've got to work out whether you've got the same long-term goals. We haven't said that like, you know, we're going to get married next year or anything. Like we've kind of spoken about it, you know, that if this, I guess, works still over the next 12 to 18 months, that it's on the cards. We've kind of talked about kids, but obviously we're not in the position or is it the right time for that? But, you know, I guess we are on the same page about that. Like I've told him I do want kids eventually and, you know, that it would be nice to be married one day, but um, there's no pressure on it because, of course, it's not the right time right now. And, you know, I think like, say, if it was to happen, you don't want to rush it so that, that it all falls in a pile in, in a few years and, you know, then I'm moving back here and we have children involved and, and all of that stuff. So, you know, you, you want to do it for the right reasons. And that's the thing, you still got to get finances sorted. And I mean, as like you would know, you have children, yeah. they're not cheap. It's not yeah. like you just quit your job and move and be reliant on them because then you just leave yourself wide open for, yeah, when it hits the fan in 12 months and you guys don't work yeah. out. What have you got? Left? And that's you are so on the money there. And like, I'm very independent. Like, like I had some financial things a while and Andrew was like trying to help me. And I was like, no, I don't want your money. Like I can do this. Like, you know, and obviously like when I moved to Sydney, like the horse adjustment's really expensive to compared to down here. And, you know, he keeps telling me, oh no, this is an us thing. You know, we're together now. We help each other. And I'm like, but they're my horses. Like, you know, being misindependent. Like, I guess I have to like learn to accept his help too, especially that's being right. in a relationship. And yeah. I Yes, you've got to learn how you're sort of restricted by defence life and how your independence, you can hold on to as much of it, but opening up yourself to really become a couple and I guess depend on each other is okay as well because if not, yeah. I don't know, like it took me a long time. I didn't, until we had kids, I really, I wasn't working, make, making my own money. And all yeah. along though, my husband was saying, but it's our money, it's blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, yeah. it took a lot of like, I don't know. You sound a lot like me. Like yeah, you've always changed my that thinking. independent one. But yeah, in the other sense, like, yeah, when you finally do, I guess when you've got that trust in each other that, yeah, you are a couple and yes, because you are moving in, maybe you don't get a job for three months and the reason you moved was because of his job, then yeah, it is your money because you're back yeah. on the home front handling that and he wouldn't be able to have yeah. that home and that partner or those kids without you doing yeah. that so yeah and it's a scary thing too you know because I've always lived in Melbourne finding a like decent job in the horse industry can be quite hard you know like I've kind of fallen my feet here with where I work now I have a really like good job um, secure job and I tell you that's a scary thing to think oh I'm gonna leave this and and I don't know what I'm going to and there's only so much you can look up on the internet or ask yeah. questions 
um, you know, until you get there and go, okay, like, I guess try and find your spot or job. And, and you know, I don't want to sit at home and, you know, rely on Andrew. Like, I yeah, I want my own independence because at the same time, like, I don't expect him to have to pay for everything, you know. And as you said, like, having your own money. And, and but a lot of the time it gets to the stage, like, when my husband and I finished up doing MWDU, I was in Sydney for three years without him. Um, and oh, we'd, done previous, <laughs> we'd done previous stints before that MWDU. But obviously he came yeah. back every weekend, which was great. But it just yeah. takes a toll on you to the point where it's either you've got to take that leap and move to be with them and just see how it goes or it's not going to work out. Yep. Well, it's catch 22. I've got to do it and see how it goes. And if it works out, it was meant to be. And if it doesn't, then, oh, well, you've tried it and you know that you tried your best. It sounds terrible, but this is, that's what I said to my mum. I said, you know, at the end of the day, if it all goes to crap, I put my stuff in the car and I drive 10 hours home. Yeah. But hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully no. it works out. We're all good. <laughs> got to think of it, don't you? Yeah. Like, Especially because, you know, a lot of the big decisions are on the spouse side so have you thought about what you're going to do when you move to a new area to make friends and are you going to get involved with the defense community house or do you look up the facebook groups for those areas like what are you going to do i've hopped on a couple of the facebook groups so i think that's kind of a way to go yeah i guess like i'm just kind of i guess winging it like i'm a very chatty person like, i'll talk to anyone i like making friends i like talking to new people and finding out about them you know hopefully because i'm so involved with horses and have my own horses I can make friends through that and yeah like hopefully meeting other spouses and that that you know you can make some friends and so if they go away you've got someone you can go and hang out with and do some stuff so I guess just wait and see yeah like as you said like getting on the Facebook pages seeing who's in what area and if they're up for making some new friends <laughs> and so what information yeah. has Andrew passed on to you in regards to like has he said okay well this is DCO's contact numbers like is it just you feeling your way through it or is he being is he communicating info or because you're this is his first time in a relationship does he even know what information to pass on to you like he went on a course they had about is it the healthcare for spouses or something something yeah. to do with health like private health and yeah he didn't know about that so he was like oh awesome you know he has like he's doing some digging to find out like what's around and that and like when I was up at Townsville last we went out with some of the guys he worked with and their wives and I got talking to them and they were really helpful like in just you know telling me like things to kind of help along the way and he's trying to find out I guess as much as he can and yeah but I guess it's like more about just talking to people and you know that's the way you kind of find out about things so, yeah there's no manual yeah, yeah no <laughs> and it's funny like you look at the Facebook groups and people start talking about something and you're like oh that's like really interesting or that might help me and what do you think are going to be the strategies for when you guys are living together and then he's away do you think it'll be easier because you're like not going I mean you might be going months at a time when you're living together <laughs> but you know you've kind of done the hard yards from the start so do you think it's going to be like a little bit of a relief to like move in together and actually see each other on a nightly basis sometimes I feel like it's going to be a massive relief because at least there's an end date if that makes sense like you yeah. know that he's outfield for two months but or three months or whatever and I'm going to see him when he comes home, you know, not he's going to come home and then it's still going to be three weeks until I can see him. So far, what have you learned about defence life? Oh, it's challenging. <laughs> it has its good and its bad things, you know, like I feel like 
you know, they can be so supportive at times. Like when I was up in Townsville, Andrew had duty one night and one of his sergeants said that they would take it for him so that he could spend time with me. And, you know, I think that's a really lovely thing for someone to do because everyone hates doing duty and I guess they try to look after each other. Any words of wisdom for other spouses just starting the journey? Like, I mean, you're not a year in, but seven months in spouse life is a long time when you've experienced separation and loneliness and all that sort of stuff. I, this kind of works for us. Like I'm going to say 90% of the time it works for us is having like a little routine. So we usually talk to each other when on the way to work. And then we usually talk, we FaceTime at night. And I find that helps me. I guess that helps Andrew because he does it. <laughs> and people always just tell me, you just got to keep busy. That's so true. Like you just got to try and keep yourself entertained, I guess, you know, either through work or going out. It's, it's hard. And, you know, as everyone says, you do have those loneliness times. But I think if you have that supportive partner, like I always sometimes, I guess, forget that he feels the same as me, that he's lonely, even though he's busy with work, that he misses me too. With communication wise, when you're lonely and things like that, do you communicate that to him or do you keep that to yourself thinking that you don't want him to think that you're no, always I lonely, tell him. that you're always, yeah. I tell him, I try and not push it onto him too much, but I have my days where some days I'm just, I just tell him like, I really miss you. And, you know, I really want to see you, but yeah, like I do tell him so he does know, but yeah, I try not to be every time we talk, I miss you or that type of stuff. But I think we have a pretty good communication line as well, which helps. So he tells me the same and it's nice here sometimes that, you know, he, just because he's indulged in work that he still misses me and is thinking about me too. And do you think he appreciates you communicating that? I think being an open book is the best way because then at least you both know where you're standing. Um, like Andrew, he keeps a lot of stuff to himself and when he tells me that like he misses me or this is going on like I find that can sometimes really help me because then I feel like we're both on the same page because I'm very open where he can sometimes keep stuff to himself a little bit more yeah I find that being open is the, the best way and I guess that like in any relationship the thing is you just want trust and I guess for us being so far away getting trust in that is communication what does the immediate future hold obviously aside from packing up your life and moving to be with him when do you guys see each other next and what are you counting down to and what are you doing to get yourself through to the next time you see him? So I'm seeing him, I think in about three weeks, he's coming down here just for a weekend. And then um, I'm hoping to try and get some time off maybe the end of October and go up to Townsville for a few days. And then I guess the idea will be is I think he's trying to get some time off before he has to go on course in December. So hopefully we might see each other for a week or two then and me go and meet his family and do all of that fun stuff. That's all that's kind of on the horizon for now good luck with your countdowns and then obviously moving <laughs> in together and transporting all those animals <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a few <laughs> i said to him that um i'll probably fly the cats up and then drive up with the dog because i've got a horse float and stuff so oh gosh, it's a military operation <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly well thank you um, so much for coming on the podcast l thanks Beck. it's been great I so hope you are able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, 
I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 